Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of the Preacher Main Podcast with Jamal Brown, episode 17. 17 is pretty uh, significant to me for a few reasons. One, that is my birthday, April 17th. Uh, my twins were born, my uh, boy girl twin, Abigail and Aiden were born on September 17th. And my grandma on my dad's side, Grandma Brown, she actually passed or transitioned into heaven actually on my birthday, April 17th, uh, 2002. So 17 is a significant number to me. And I knew I was probably going to have one of these podcasts where I was just going to, um, I really, you know, talked about my dad and stuff and here it is. The passing of my dad last summer has really made me think more about legacies, especially with my own kids, my own family. A few weeks or not even a few weeks ago now, probably over a month ago, we took a trip to Destin, Florida. It was me and my boys, my sister, her daughter and my mom. And, um, you know, I was kind of hesitant at first to to go, you know, because you got goals, you saving, you're trying to do this and that. And you want to be smart about it. but then. When I look back on things, I look and was like, look, you know, I'm not in the poorhouse and I'm blessed. And so don't, you know, try to think twice about something, especially when it comes down to your family, when you can actually, you know, go make memories. Those type of things, you know, are priceless, especially, you know, when last summer when my dad passed, you know, you always think, you know, think you want to have, you know, more moments like that because, you know, you don't you don't know when. You won't have those moments or those times again to really, you know, take advantage of the moments. And like most people, I've had other people uh, in my family, cousins, uncles, you know, even friends, you know, pass or transition on this side, but on over to the other side. But it's just it hits different, man, when when somebody you're close to, like a parent or sibling transitions, especially in my experience, because. For the last 10 years and probably more than that, I talked to my dad every day and a lot of those days multiple times. And many of our talks weren't deep, although we had plenty of those for those that know pops. You know, we we definitely had those. But most of them, when I'm talking to him on an everyday basis and multiple times, it was just, you know, check in, seeing what we had going for the day, talking about what was going on in the world of tennis. You know, he was a huge tennis fan, you know, uh, recordings for days. I think mom still got a whole lot of that stuff on her DVR that she hasn't deleted yet. But, you know, Memphis Tiger basketball, the Grizzlies, NBA, you know, world affairs, you know, stuff like that. You know, we talk so frequent and often that if he hasn't heard from me or my sister all day, he hit us up with, you know, like, a, hey, I haven't heard from you all day. Just calling to see what was up. And that may sound weird to some, but I cherish it because I knew it wasn't always as tight. We weren't always as close as we were, you know, before he transitioned. And looking back as a child and teenager, I had the same view most boys are, I would say most kids had in regards to their parents. See, I always respected my dad, but it just wasn't normal for me at that time to look at him as my hero or role model. He was a preacher. I didn't want to be that. He loved tennis and that wasn't my sport. I was in love with the game of basketball and the GOAT, Michael Air Jordan. And when I got in trouble, he would whoop me. 
And although the spankings weren't anything excessive or anything close to abuse, naturally, I just didn't like it. And who would was somebody that had a size 44 belt, the voice of God. You know, my dad had the voice of, you know, James Earl Jones or even deeper. And he had big hands, you know, so I just naturally I'm not going to like anything, you know, physical, you know, when it comes to that with spanking. So and again, I respected my dad to the fullest. But at that time, during my adolescent years, I couldn't say I admired him because to me, I saw too many differences between us. Looking back on it now, I wasn't mature enough to understand the qualities that should matter the most, which is stuff like character, integrity and faith. Like most people admire those that do things they enjoy or like to do. I admired Michael Jordan because he looked so cool playing basketball and I thoroughly enjoy playing basketball, especially in my backyard with my friends. I never once thought about Michael Jordan's character, integrity or the faith that he had. Truth is, outside the res- the respect factor I had for my dad, we just we didn't enjoy the same things. Like I said, he was a preacher. He loved the game of tennis and he started his own lawn service business. I didn't hate either of those hobbies or occupations. It just it wasn't my thing. My sister and I were his first real employees helping him cut grass. Although we made a little money in the summer, I didn't think it was cool being out there in the hot Memphis sun, humidity, cutting grass and being barked at or on certain occasions getting bit by dogs. I was indifferent about him being a preacher, mostly because how I was looked at or labeled as a PK, a preacher's kid. You know, everybody has those um, assumptions and what that would look like. And although we were in church a lot before we went to a non-denominational, non-denominational church, we was, uh, I grew up in a Baptist church. And so, you know, they have, a whole lot of services during the week and three or four on a Sunday. And if any of you know me today, you know how dear the game of tennis is to me now, but it always wasn't like that. I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee, known as Hoop City. The majority of people I grew up and around played basketball or football. So me even attempting to play a sport outside of those rims was counterculture. And also I wasn't confident enough at that point to venture outside of the norm voluntarily. The first basketball game I remember going to was Penny Hardaway's first game as a Memphis Tiger in the then newly built pyramid, which was the AKA, also known as the Tomb of Doom. And one of my dad's best friends during that time was Dexter Reed. And he was a Memphis State Tiger legend that played in the 70s. So basketball was not just something I enjoyed, but it was all around me. I had everything Michael Jordan had pretty much except his shoes. Like Pops wasn't going. He wasn't about to spend that kind of money on shoes. And I didn't make a big deal about it as long as I had all the other stuff. You know, stuff like his posters, his videos, come fly with me, the toys, the Wheaties boxes. And, you know, of course, I just wake up in the morning on Saturday morning, watch his cartoons with the cartoon he had with uh, Wayne Gretzky and uh, Bo Jackson. And the first basketball team I ever played for, shout out to the Raleigh Rockets, I was MVP multiple times. Yes. And I love to shoot the ball. And as they say, now I was a bucket as a seven and eight year old. And we had a 
basketball goal in our backyard, too, and I couldn't stay off it. I always had friends over to play. And as soon as I saw an amazing move that Michael Jordan did on TV, I tried to go outside and copy it. As I got older, as a 10, 11 year old, I played for an AAU team the Memphis Rebels, and play solid for them. I, I, was, I was okay, you know, but I wasn't as good or I wasn't afforded the same playing time as I was a couple years earlier. Mostly because as other kids started to grow, I pretty much stayed the same size. And the fact that I was Charles Barkley Jr., <laughs> meaning I was a short, fat kid, limited what coaches thought I could do. And I just didn't look the part as a basketball player. My height and body size more fit into football, but I was never a fan of having somebody hit me and I couldn't hit them back immediately. And like I couldn't that couldn't connect with me up top, you know, plus I had an uncle, my uncle Sonny. (laughs) He always used to nag me about why I'm not playing football and me being as stubborn as I am or or brown. I I didn't want to give him the satisfaction. Although I still like playing, you know, football in the neighborhood with the friends, street ball, stuff like that. Uh, So now I'm 12, 13 years old, still with hoop dreams that I see at this time is is bothering my dad because he wanted me to start playing tennis like my sister. And like I said, I wasn't blessed with a growth spurt or the prototypical body you normally see a basketball player have. So I'm thinking he's just waiting on me to realize that just this just ain't going to work. But in typical Jamal fashion, I continued anyway and tried out for my seventh grade basketball team. This was a turning point because I had always made whatever team I tried out for. And I didn't think this was going to be any different. First day of tryouts, I was doing good. I was making shots, going with my patented move left, right. You know, a couple little dribbles, crossover, you know, a little fadeaway shot. The MJ fadeaway, dribbling up the court, making left and right hand layups. Although I will say my left side layup was uh, significantly weaker than my right. So after this first workout, I see I gained a little respect for my peers, you know, afterwards. So, you know, I, I didn't think twice about not, you know, seeing my name on the cut list, especially after the first day. But lo and behold, I saw my name right there in alphabetical order saying I didn't make the first cut. I couldn't believe it. And a couple of my peers were surprised, too. My dad came to pick me up and I was crying. But instead of consoling and encouraging me, we had a real talk moment. He basically told me to look in the mirror and see that I was wasting my time trying to play basketball when I'm not the size or in the proper shape to maximize what I can do out there. Yo, I was crushed, crushed. Looking back on it now, I still think that was a little harsh at me at that moment, but there was some truth in what he was saying. Some people don't believe me when I tell them I was forced to play tennis, but even years later, you know, having talks with my dad, he was hesitant to admit it, but it it was true though. What really made me give tennis a go even further was losing to my sister. Early on in our childhood, dad used to take us to these tennis courts in the park and let us hit balls, you know, with the rackets he bought us. He showed us how to hit. And from others viewpoint, we did pretty good because we were so young hitting the ball like we were like people would come. We'll be walking around the trail around there and just see 
a dad hitting with their five or six year old kids. And, you know, we're, we're hitting pretty good. No real technical form at that time. But, you know, we had the hand eye coordination. We can hit, you know, and at that point it was a it was a family hobby because it was mostly my dad's love for the sport while we were even out there in the first place. And in the late 80s, you know, when this was going on, when we first got out there, when he first put us out there, you know, there weren't any notable black tennis players for me and my sister to aspire to or to look at and see a positive image playing a sport. I mean, all honestly, we just couldn't we couldn't relate to like we didn't come from the hood hood in Memphis, but we you know, we weren't in the suburbs either. So pretty much all we knew for the most part was basketball football and maybe probably baseball, you know, stuff like that. Personally, other than the love my dad had for the sport of tennis, I had no attachment or string to pull me in. But with my older sister, who took a more serious approach to tennis when she was 13, which is about a year and a half before I actually you know, took it serious, she beat me and she beat me at a sport. You know, at this point, last time I checked, we were pretty much even, you know, as a five and six year old doing stuff like that. We used to play at the park, you know, years earlier, like we were pretty tit for tat. You know, she beat me in that. That kind of flipped a switch in me. And so in my sister, she had all this. She had all these uh, professional lessons, lessons over the year, year and a half before I actually tried to start taking serious and I just couldn't hang. And so after that happened in my mind. My goal was to just get good enough so I can get my revenge. But what I didn't know or even expect in that process was to fall in love with the game of tennis. And a lot of that had to do with being around players that looked like me. My dad gets all the credit for that because he knew if I was in a typical country club tennis environment, my interest would not have been there. The dad had my best interest at heart from the beginning, even if I didn't agree on how we got there. Because of tennis, I got in the best shape of my life. I traveled around the country playing tournaments, achieved high rankings on a state level and regional level, and it ultimately paid for my college education, playing in a Division I school, aka my mighty Tennessee State University Tigers. And by the time I finished college and my tennis career, the admiration I had for my dad grew significantly. I was finally seeing the big picture in life I believe he had vision for. Him being a preacher at this point was something I could fathom being in a good light because now I saw more details of what that looked like and not just being in front of people once or twice a week. It was a lifestyle and more about how you live your life than just what you said. I had already fell in love with tennis, but now I saw all the details why. It taught me discipline, structure, how to overcome mental and physical fatigue, responsibility, and it helped me form lifelong relationships with people that I would have never met or came across to if it wasn't for tennis. I don't believe any other sport could have been a better teacher for physical and mental strength than tennis because it's just you out there facing the elements. It's no team. It's no coach on the sidelines, you know, giving you tips here and there, time out here. You know, you have you have a mental if you have a mental or physical lapse for 10 or 15 minutes playing tennis, 
Like it's a wrap. You're 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 gonna lose that match. And like in team sports like basketball and football, you have teammates that can pick up the slack when things are going your way in those moments. And I also saw uh my dad's lawn service business differently. It wasn't about being out there in the hot sun cutting grass. It was about making a way independently to provide for yourself and family. The entrepreneur grind in the spirit, the boldness and consistency it takes to build that type of business and to regularly earn six figures a year doing it is a testament to my dad's work ethic, integrity and faith. He never wavered on what he wanted and what he wanted to do. When I look at all three of those hobbies and occupations that I initially held against my dad for not being admirable when I was younger, were the very things why we became as close and tight as we were the last 12 years, 12 plus years of his life on this side. I was finally able to see the value in his worth ethic, integrity, and faith. When I cry sometimes, I'm thinking about him. I don't cry because there were things left unsaid or he didn't get to see the good fruit in me that he helped produce. I cried because I miss my dad and good friend he became. It's like with God, when we're younger and immature, we think the Bible are all these rules and limitations he wants to put on us to restrict our life and potential. But as we grow and experience things for ourselves, we see there weren't rules at all. It was just a father seeing the bigger picture and doing all he can so that his child can experience the best life possible. That's what my dad did for me, and I'm eternally grateful for it. And I pray I can provide the same experience for my kids. Love you, Dad.